This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 99. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. So for this week's episode, I wanted to share a little bit of information. One of the questions that I have posed on a regular basis by photography students and new photographers is where can I sell my photography work? So this week I want to talk about a great photography site for sharing and even selling your photos. The website is called im.com. So it's www.eyeem.com. Now this particular photo sharing site is based in Germany and it seems to be a really great place to upload and share your photos and even gives you the ability to put them in the marketplace and sell them worldwide. Now, I've personally been on IM for about five or six years now. And although I'm not getting rich, I've sold probably around, uh, I'd say probably close to 6,000 photos on there. Um, and I've made a decent amount of little uh, of extra money on the side. Now, one of the other nice things about IM is their marketplace is actually partnered with Getty Images. So you can get exposure on Getty as well. When you upload your images, you can give the image a title and tags, like on most any other site, and then you can submit them to the marketplace to be reviewed and approved. And I'm going to share a link in the show notes to the original blog post I did on this website a few years back, and you'll be able to see what the site looks like, what my profile looks like, and stuff like that. Now, IM doesn't cost you anything to join. It's a completely free website. Uh, to my knowledge, they don't limit how many photos you can upload every 24 hours like some of them do, or they limit you to how many you can upload per month like some of them do. Uh, you can upload as many images as far as I understand as you want. I've never encountered any limits. Um, I haven't uploaded anything on there lately, uh, but I do currently have uh, about 138 photos on their platform. And when you go to their site, like I said, you can sign up completely for free and create yourself a profile. You can fill in all of your you know, standard profile information and then you can begin uploading your photos. Now, in order to get paid on IM, you have to either link a PayPal account or you can opt to have them mail you a personal check or a, a company check, I guess you could say. Um, I don't think I would want to go the check route uh, of getting paid by a paper check just because being it's sent from Germany, I'm not sure how long it would take you to get a paper check here in the United States from Germany, and I'm not sure how long your bank might hold the check 
before it would actually clear and the funds would be posted to your account. So to me, it just makes a lot more sense to get paid by them via PayPal. Now, when I originally started out on the platform, there were no um, thresholds um, for payout. Uh, but currently there are, they will not pay out now until your balance reaches at least um, $10 minimum. And the reason why I say that is because it can fluctuate as far as how much you get paid. Now, I know there's people out there saying, well, Getty's terrible, Getty rips photographers off, yada, yada, yada. I'm neither here nor there on Getty. Um, like I said, I've got a bunch of my images in Getty's marketplace. Uh, IM has their own little corner of Getty's marketplace where all of their people's photos that are listed to the marketplace are in one IM collection, basically. And so it can vary widely as far as how much money you can make from a photograph. And once you upload a photo to the marketplace, you can sell the same photograph over and over again. My most popular photograph on the platform is called Tybee Island Sunrise. And it's a shot I took back in, I think it was spring of 2014. Um, I was in the Savannah area and I went out to Tybee Island. It was the first time I went out there, actually. And I got up really early in the morning at like 4.30. I was staying at a hotel. It was about a 30-minute drive from Tybee Island because Tybee's kind of a tourist trap. So it's kind of expensive to stay on the island at any of the hotels there. Um, so I got up at about 4.30 in the morning, had some coffee, a light breakfast. And then I drove out to the island from the hotel tell that I was staying at um, north of Savannah. And I got out there and I got onto the beach before the sun came up, got my tripod set up, got my camera set up on the tripod with the lens I wanted to use. And I was right there when the sun came up that morning. And I got a beautiful shot of the sunrise over the Atlantic Ocean. And the thing that was really cool about it is the conditions just happened to be just right that day that as the sun came up over the Atlantic Ocean, it created this orange hue. Everything had this orange glow to it, and it turned out to be a really remarkable capture. And I didn't do any post-processing to the image at all. It's straight out of the camera, and you can find it on uh, Getty Images and under my profile. I'll share a link to it in the show notes for this article. And I've sold probably like 47 or 4,800 copies of that simple sunrise set shot. Um, it's by far the most popular shot I have on the platform. And I have others that have sold reasonably well. I have one of a, an antique clock that was hanging up in an antique mall in Monroe, Georgia, that I used to go to all the time that's been pretty popular. And I have some others that have sold here and there. But hands down, the Tybee Island Sunrise, for whatever reason, is a super popular image. And getting back to what I was talking about a few minutes ago as far as, you know, the payout levels and all of that stuff, it depends on what kind of sale you get. Because through IM and through Getty Images, people have multiple choices when they want to buy an image. They can buy a low-resolution version for use on a blog post or a website. They can buy a higher-resolution version. They can buy a canvas print of the photo. It just depends on what the client needs. So I've had times where 
uh, a single sale of that image might only be two or three dollars that I make um, because they just bought a low resolution version to use on a website. But I've also had people buy large canvas prints of the image and made a couple of hundred dollars from a single sale. So it all depends um, what the end user's need is for the image as far as how much money you're going to make. So I really like the platform for that. And I think it's a nice way to make a little bit extra money on the side. It's been a couple of months since I've had a sale, but you know, I, like I said, I don't really worry about it. I put them on there. I put them in the marketplace. If they get approved they're they're available. And, you know, every so often I'll get an email saying I've sold a copy of something or I've actually had times before where it was almost like I had a run on the Tybee Island Sunrise shot where in a single day I would get 10 or 12 emails saying you sold a copy, sold a copy, sold a copy and, uh, you know, ended up making, you know, a few hundred dollars in a single day from that one photo, which can be really cool. Uh, but like I said, the, the big thing is, is it's just a little way that you can get your photography out there and that you can make a little bit of money. Now, just like most any other photography platform, um, you can follow other people and admire their work and see their work. Um, you can be followed by other people. You can like people's photographs and so on and so forth, like most any other photography sharing site or social media platform. Um, so in those respects, it's very much alike. Uh, once you create your profile, you can upload a cover image, which shows up in the banner area at the top of your profile page. And then, of course, you have your profile of images once you have them uploaded. Now, once you upload an image to their website, their site will scan the image and generate tags for you, keyword tags for you. And then give you, uh, then you just give it an image title and location taken, and then check the box to add it to the IM and partner marketplace. And like I said, it has to go through a review process. Uh, once it gets approved, then it'll be available for sale. And depending on the content, whether or not you have proper releases, it might be available for commercial sale, it might be available for only editorial sale. Or it could get rejected because you don't have a release that would be required for it if it's a photograph that has a person in it or uh, somebody else's brand in it or something like that. You might get disproved. Um, so it all depends. Uh, but they will let you know. You'll get an email letting you know when it's available in the marketplace. If it requires a release, they'll email and let you know. And it can still be sold for editorial purposes, like I said, even if you don't have the proper release for the image. We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Liam Photography Podcast. You can visit the homepage for the show at liamphotographypodcast.com for show notes and links. You can call or text the show at 470-294-8191 with questions, comments, or requests for future episodes. If you prefer not to call or text, you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. Also, check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, and you can find us on Twitter at LiamPhotoATL. On Twitter, you can tweet the show. Just insert the hashtag LiamPhotoPodcast. And now, back to the show. 
and we're back. So as I mentioned, um, when you sell images on here, you can opt to get paid via PayPal. Another one of the things I like about IM versus some of the other sites I started out on initially, and I'm not bashing them, but let's say 500px.com, is when you sell an image on 500px, and I've heard this about some other sites that I'm not on, uh, they make you wait up to 90 days to get paid. Um, and they use the excuse, well, the client has a 90-day window where they can change their mind and request a refund, which I don't understand that. If they're buying the licensing rights to a photograph, in my opinion, anyways, they shouldn't be allowed to get a refund because the company that sells your image to them has no way to know if they're actually still going to use it or not. So to me, that's a little bit shady. Um, when you get an email from IM saying that you've gotten paid for an image, you can cash out right away, providing you your amount meets that $10 minimum. Um, and you can have the money within pay, it will be in your PayPal account within two to three days, which is kind of cool. Now, another nice thing on their platform, when you have a sale, the email will have links so that you can share your success on Twitter and Facebook and let your family, friends, and clients see your success on the platform, which I think is kind of cool. And it's, you know, it gives you a little bit of encouragement, especially if you're somebody that's new to photography or you're a photography student just getting started out in photography and you're trying to make a little bit of money. You know, the ability to not only get that sale email in your inbox is a little bit of a an adrenaline rush, but it also gives you the ability directly from the, the email that you receive to share it out on Twitter and Facebook. And it'll automatically, the, the generated tweet will automatically tag the IM platform. So they'll see that you shared it out and they'll respond to it and stuff like that. So that can be pretty cool, you know, especially if you're an amateur or hobbyist or a photography student just getting started it can be, you know, a really nice little little uh, ego boost to build your confidence up. Now, getting back to the second image I was talking about, the antique clock. Now, this clock was just hanging in this antique mall. It was called Ian Henderson's Antique Mall. And unfortunately, it's no longer there. The, the gentleman owned the building that he was leasing to Ian Henderson, um, decided to drastically raise the price of the rent and Ian couldn't afford it anymore. So he had to close down. I'm not sure if he moved someplace else or not. Um, and it's really sad because it was a beautiful antique mall. It was multi-story. He had a lot of really cool things there and there were a lot of really fantastic people that worked there um, and independents that rented spaces and sold antiques and stuff like that. Now, for the clock image, I used at the time my Canon 85mm f1.8 USM portrait lens. And the reason I did is because that lens creates some awesome bokeh. And I was shooting indoors, so you know it was kind of a low-light situation, so I needed something that was, was fast and had a really wide-open aperture so that I could get a good capture of this without having to crank my ISO way up. So anytime I try to shoot, I try to keep my ISO as low as possible. I've talked about this in previous episodes because I don't want the digital noise creeping into the images and spoiling what could be a fantastic shot. Now, most of the time, since my bodies are full-frame pro models, I keep the ISO at either 50 or 100 max if I can help it. Uh, I have plenty of lights for when I need to use them, artificial lights. But when you're in a situation like this, it's not really convenient. And 
you could end up irritating a lot of people. Um, so I like to, you know, in those situations, of course, stick to just the natural lighting, the ambient lighting that I can use, and then use the widest lenses in my collection as far as the aperture. Um, so that's how I did that one. And I, I'm not saying that it's ideal that I can always shoot at ISO 50 or ISO 100. I love to if I can. Um, and uh, these new cameras, the technology is amazing. The low light capabilities are amazing, especially on the Sony's and the Nikon's and Canon keeps getting even better with theirs. But I, as a general rule, try to stay below ISO 1600, or if I can help it at 800 or below, just because I want my images to be as clean as possible and not have to do you know, post-processing image uh, noise reduction and all of that stuff, noise removal. Um, and some people go overboard with the noise removal and then you end up with images that look fake, you know, if, especially if it's portraits, you know, the people look like they have a plastic skin and everything else. And it's just not a good look for an image. But as I was saying, that's the way I like to shoot. And I think this website is a fantastic one. The people are really responsive if you need to reach out to them for support, if you have a question. Now, one of the things that's a little bit of a pain in the butt is if you decide later on that you want to remove an image from their platform and it's been approved and it's already in the marketplace, you have to send an email to them. You got to send them a direct link to the image in your profile and then they will remove it on, I can't remember, if, I think they remove it on their side or they will at least unlist it from the marketplace so that then you can delete it if you want to. Um, so that's a little bit of a pain. Um, most websites that allow you to upload your images and share them to some sort of marketplace, you can go in and delete them anytime you want. Even if they're in the marketplace, you can just go in and delete the image from your profile and it's you know removed from the platform as well as the marketplace immediately. Um, so I wish they would improve that process, make it easier for you to do things yourself. But other than that, I highly recommend this photo sharing site. Like I said, you're not necessarily going to get rich. Some people may have more success on the platform than others. I'm sure there are people that do, you know, people that are more established and better known like Serge Ramelli in Paris or somebody like that. Um, I'm sure if he's on the platform, he probably makes really good money. Um, I've heard over the years that I know he was on 500 picks and I think he still is. And he makes quite a bit of money off that platform because he's an extremely popular and fairly famous landscape photographer. So I would definitely recommend checking out im.com. I don't think you'll be disappointed and it'll give you a way to dip your toes in the world of selling your images to make a little bit of money. So if that's something that you're interested in doing, I would certainly check them out for yourself. Put some of your images on there and put them in the marketplace and hey, see what happens. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is name the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest that has been on the show to show that you're a listener. Once you're in the group, you're free to post your own original work. If you would like creative critique on your images, you can post them with the comment CC please and myself or another pro in the group would be happy to give you some pointers. 
Additionally, I am the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group as well. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my project at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com. Remember, the first book goes on sale November 9th, 2020, so keep checking for updates about media appearances and book signings. All right, so this is going to wrap up episode 99 of the Liam Photography Podcast. One additional note or a couple additional notes, you can find my work on YouTube. I've been putting out quite a bit as far as YouTube videos go lately under YouTube. My standard channel is called Aperture Assassin. And then the project also has its own YouTube channel that's called Forgotten Pieces of Georgia. Thanks, everybody, for listening and for your support. And I will see you again in another seven days.